willing to bet that most modern women strive to split domestic labor, like home management and parenting, 50-50 with their partners. But most women that we know say their own split feels a little less equal. What gives? You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Hi. Hey, girl. Here we are again, about to dig into something. Why don't you just jump in? Well, here's what I was thinking, is giving our listeners a little peek of one of our text exchanges, where we kind of got very active in our conversation. Oh, boy. You know kind of the basis, but I'm going to remind you of what I initially said in that text chain that started our debate. So in talking with a friend, I wrote to you, this friend said, society is changing and dads need to step it up. And I couldn't help but say, but is it? While I would love to live in a world where it is 50-50, is that realistic in today's America? Do we as women set ourselves up for disappointment by expecting husbands to be equal partners when we haven't necessarily defined what 50-50 looks like. Yeah, you definitely said that. Do you remember that? I do. And I right now it doesn't, but like my heart started palpitating when I got that text from you because this is such an activating topic. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, what is she saying? What? 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 Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so we're yeah, so we're gonna jump into it. Yeah, my heart was palpitating when you said that to me, and then we proceeded to just really dig into this conversation about splitting domestic labor, about fifty fifty, and what that actually looks like. Yeah, and yeah. you know, for our listeners, of course, the text chain went longer than just that initial question, mm-hmm. yeah. and we kind of went back and forth. But what we wanted to do was bring it live and kind of talk through our thoughts and opinions. Ah, uh, opinions. I can't take it. It's so stressful. Okay, we're ready. I'm ready. So let's start then by talking about what exactly does 50-50 mean? Okay, so 50-50 means to me that we would be sharing equally in the tasks of running our home and raising our children. And I honestly think that's like about as far as most women get in their definition. 100% agree. That's it. And that's, you know, how the world's going to work. I completely agree with you. And I think that's where women get really disappointed is by mm-hmm. that a statement or a belief or a thought that things should be 50-50 within their household, but we haven't defined what that looks like. And so time and time again inside my office and in my friend groups and people Mm -hmm. I talk to, it's constant frustration with feeling like it all falls on me. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think that we can say like, I know it's not working. I know it's not that. I think this is what you're getting at is that we really don't know what it looks like. We don't know. And with this whole 50-50 and lack of having a definition of what that looks like, 
what I see with couples is just this constant defend, attack, defend, defend pattern that we get into where it's wife says to husband, why didn't you? I thought you were going to. Husband then defends. Well, you didn't say that. Wife, I shouldn't have to. You should just know that. We get so caught in this pattern that it's like, let's peel it back here and say, what exactly does this look like? Right. And I think you're hitting on another related topic here, which is the idea of mental load. I feel like this is all the rage right now. We are starting to acknowledge as women that it's not just about doing the tasks like you take out the garbage and I will wash the dishes, right? That it's about knowing what the tasks are, taking the initiative on them assigning them, how that's a whole different and much, much bigger job. And I think that's where some of our frustration comes in too. I really truly believe that most of our homes do not run on a 50-50 split naturally. And why do I have to be the one who has the list in my head of everything that needs to get done to keep our house running, to like keep our kids alive? to meet all of these expectations. Why am I the only one who knows what all the expectations are? Honestly, we're frustrated before we start. Absolutely agree. Yes, because this starts in the brain. It does. And I don't know why my brain is the one that has to have the list or my brain is the one that has to have the plan. And it can very easily become, well, because my brain is the one that has a list or because my brain is the one that has the plan, creating some sort of equal balance falls on my shoulders. So again, like the fact that it's unequal somehow falls on me and it makes me ragey. I know. I know. Question for you right now on your computer. Yeah. How many tabs do you have open? Oh my God. It's like a Guinness Book of World Records. Right. One of the best ways for me to talk about our brains versus husband's brains is tabs on the computer. Mm -hmm. How many tabs does a woman have open at one time? And how many tabs does her husband? Mm Because they are very good at opening a tab, completing it, and Xing out of it Mm -hmm. versus we have 30 open at one time. And I tell Mm -hmm. you what, you close one of my tabs and I will rage because I'm using that tab. (laughs) Right. Unless you close it because it's done. But even then, it was still bouncing around in my head for a long time. I believe, and again, this is like maybe not science, but I took one evolutionary psych course and like just the concept that we are living in bodies that evolved a long time ago is at the basis of my understanding for everything. So I would say similarly, if we were built as hunters and gatherers, that hunters had to be really, really good, like the evolutionary trait that would be favored would be being able to focus in on one thing. So if that's the male trait and the male job was to be a hunter so that you didn't die because you were looking over here or over there or noticing this or noticing that when you were supposed to be catching and killing food so that everyone could survive, then I would say it makes sense that men would have that trait. Meanwhile, prehistoric women were doing the same shit that we are, right? 100%. They were growing humans, nursing a baby, looking for berries and keeping the fire going and connecting with all of the other humans. They were doing all the stuff that we're doing. And the trait that would be favored evolutionarily would be the one that looks around and sees everything that needs to be done and is managing it constantly. It's just that maybe she had 10 very important tasks to stay alive and we have a billion, like a billion Literally a billion. That are just Mm -hmm. running all the time. Our life has gotten easier to survive. 
Survival is Mm -hmm. not my day-to-day struggle. And I realize that that's a privilege, right? But I don't have Mm -hmm. to focus on surviving. I do have to focus on everything. It's so frigging complicated. And so I think that this imbalance between men and women, you know, it might have been like a one to 10 ratio before, but now it's a one or five ratio to like 10,000. Yeah. And it feels really not okay. And there's one big element that I see as well when we go back to that hunter and gatherer and what their tasks were in today's America. One of the things that is really missing when we talk about that is help in Mm -hmm. having that village, Mm -hmm. having somebody outside of your spouse to say, can you help me with that? Right. And so when we look at this 50-50, it's just interesting to me because it's 50% one partner, 50% the other. When if we go way back, there was no 50-50. It was like 10 here, 10 here, 5 here, 10 here, 15, because there were so many other people we could depend on or ask for help. And the more technologically advanced we get... Mm -hmm the less we ask our friends or our family for help. We almost feel guilty about it. So then what do we do? Well, we depend on and rely on our partners Mm -hmm. to be that 50%. And Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that that's wrong. It's more exposing how quickly that can lead to resentment Mm -hmm. and anger and Mm -hmm. hostility and just disappointment. You're right, girl. I mean, humans are meant to live communally. There are lots of other places in the world where that still happens and many hands make light work. I mean, that's a saying for a reason. But here in America, we are taught to be independent. Mm -hmm. We've lost all of our support. We don't live communally. And we also have these advances. And so it's like, oh, don't worry, Jess. Like, yeah, there's no one here to help you. But look, you can do it all on your own. And if you can't, then you suck and you're terrible and you're awful. Right, right. And you turn to your husband and you're like, I hate your face. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because no, you're drowning. You're, because you're drowning. drowning. We're drowning. And, and when you're drowning, you're going to look at the person closest to you and be like, why am I drowning? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if we want to get back to the definition 50-50, here's what I would want. Okay. I would want to have two people who see everything that needs to get done in our home and with our children and who just like seamlessly each grab an equal portion and do those things from start to finish. That's what I want. Is that too much to ask, (laughs) Jess? If we dig into it, that's what I'm really looking for. I mean, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Is that realistic? No, but now my inner feminist is pissed off, Jess. Right? Why would you ask me that question? I know, I know. Oh, See, and this so is where mad. so much of our dialogue came is right. that in that text chain was not that it should not be, right? right. Like, no, it 100% is. It's, wait a minute, is that a realistic expectation based on our culture, our society, and the difference between men and women, all these other factors? Is it realistic? I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad right now. I don't know how to sit with this. This is kind of one of those things where this show really varies from what you'd see in our counseling room, right? Where I would be like validating and saying, yes, this is frustrating. And like, let's come up with some solutions. And yes, the solutions don't work very well. Just validating and normalizing and all that stuff. But inside, like, I'm so mad. 
I'm so mad Mm -hmm. because if I say it's not realistic, then what am I saying? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not saying that this is okay. No, you're not excusing it. And that's the thing, right? When we say, is this realistic? The counter to that is not, no, it's not realistic. And therefore you just have to do it all, get over it. Right. It's, wait a minute, if this is not realistic, Mm -hmm. what can I control? Like, what can I change? Right. Where I see people just really struggle, myself included, is you should just know that needs to be done. Right. And it's, oh, I struggle with that one because I don't know that that is necessarily realistic. It's also, was your partner told? Did you ask? Right. Again, this is such a fine line to walk on because it's challenging like thoughts and beliefs while also not saying that it should fall on us at all. It's how can we shift it so that it does not fall on us, but we're also communicating to our partners in a way that helps them understand. I do not like this reframe. You know why? Because what it says to me is, this is not a problem that's going to be solved next week. This is not a problem that's going to be solved in my lifetime. In theory, this notion that it's not 50-50 and that's like not necessarily your partner's fault individually, maybe that could allow us to be more collaborative if we can identify this as an issue that's outside of an individual issue. Mm. Maybe Mm -hmm. this would allow us to look at our partner and be like, I am overrun and this is not your fault, partner of mine, because you're not doing enough, right? Yes. To be fair, every partnership is different. And there are times where people like legit just aren't doing enough. 100%. But if we could also see this as a systemic issue, as a setup, Mm -hmm. then maybe we could get aligned with our partner in an easier way. Like, look, this is not you and this is not me, but until we work together to figure out how to make this better, it falls really heavily on me and I need your buy-in here. Yeah, I need you to be willing to engage here because until you do, it does fall on me. Absolutely. It does. And, you know, when you talk about in my lifetime, you know, the more I think about it, the more I do feel like we have a generation of women trying to shift it for the next generation, trying to say, okay, this whole thought of independence and I can do it on my own. Wonderful. Thank you, women before us for, you know, that whole movement. But now we're kind of seeing, but wait a minute, there has to be balance. Right. We do still need assistance and we have to communicate that, which is really hard when the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you're overwhelmed. It's like one more thing. And it's really, really hard when you do the hard work to communicate that or you're trying to the best of your ability. Maybe I'm not the softest approach when that's happening. I think this is what happens with a lot of partners. You're friggin' fed up. You're drowning. You're like, I need help. And then, you know, our partners maybe aren't the best at being like, honey, I see your struggle. And I (laughs) can also see that I have not been pulling 50% of this weight. And how can I step up here? Or how can we adjust? You know, that's not really happening either. No. Side note, I remember watching shows and you would see men communicate with their wives like that, you know, on like a a television show. And every single time I'm like, yep, that was written by a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're like, that's aspirational TV. Because it's like, wow, that is so intuitive and emotionally aware. 
definitely written by a woman. 100%. And I feel like we can teach this, but again, this is where like adjusting this or any other thing in our world involves us learning how to communicate in different ways, our partners learning how to communicate in different ways, us being able to see each other as on the same team, Mm -hmm. maybe us even setting aside time to do this work because it is work and recognizing that it's going to be a process that develops over time. Like not just the actual dividing of tasks, but learning how to work as a partnership. Oh yeah. It's just going to take time. Yeah. And it's also expectations. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I want my partner to do this task, but then criticizing them for the way in which they do that task. The example I always use inside my office with couples is, remember the movie, The Breakup with Jennifer Mm -hmm. Aniston? Mm -hmm. So there is a scene where he's doing the dishes and he's kind of like stomping around, like moping a little bit about doing the dishes. And Jennifer Aniston kind of gets mad at him for moping about doing the dishes. And he's like, but I'm doing them. I'm doing Mm -hmm. the dishes. You asked me to do the dishes. And she's like, but I want you to want to do the dishes. And he's like, but I don't want to do the dishes. I'm doing the dishes, but I don't want to do them. And they go back and forth. And Mm -hmm. I see this happen with couples where it's, well, I asked him to do the dishes, but he didn't do them the way I want him to do them, or he didn't like to do them, or he was really grumpy as he was doing the dishes. And it's like, but did he do the dishes? Right. To be fair, I think it's okay to expect, not that anybody wants to do the tasks that we do, but like maybe it's okay to expect or at least aim for. We do the things that we need to get done in our home for our children, whatever it is, we do them and we're just not going to be a dick about it, right? Totally. Like both of us. You don't have to be like skipping around, you know, like right. la la la, this is so fun, but it's don't, don't be a jerk to your partner about it. Right. You know, stomp around, but you also don't have to be happy that you're doing the task. Right. Right. You don't have to whistle while you work, but like you can't slam the cabinets. Don't throw a temper tantrum about right. it. Right. Just because that's like no way to live. Right? It isn't. So I think this is something that we run into a lot is, you know, I've got this big running list of what needs to happen. You apparently don't have the same list. Now I'm already pissed. And then Mm -hmm. I have to ask you slash tell you to do some portion of this and I'm already frustrated. And then maybe you're like, fine, I'll do it. But you don't do it (laughs) either the way I want you to or when I need you to. Or you do it begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing just becomes so friggin' unpleasant. And it's so Mm -hmm. much more than it needs to be. It really is. It doesn't have to be all that drama. Like, could we just agree inside our homes? Whoo, there's a lot to do around here. A lot. And how can we aim towards some sort of split that works for our family? Doesn't have to be 50-50. It doesn't. And knowing that it's different for everybody. Right. One time my mom and my stepdad were visiting and I actually really enjoy cooking when I'm able to. It's just a good stress reliever. And I actually am a little OCD about dishes. Yeah. Like full disclosure, I really like to do the dishes too. And my mom made a comment about, huh, well, you know, when you were younger, I would cook and Mike, that's my stepdad, would do the dishes, you know, very Mm -hmm. passive aggressive comment. Mm -hmm. And I found myself really angry because I, it was, I felt a little critical and judgmental. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself, it doesn't matter. I actually like to do both tasks. And right. sidebar, while I'm doing both tasks, that means like he's kind of with the kids. Yeah. It's a break for me. 
And right. so for some people, that 50-50 would be this and that. For some people, it's like, no, I like to do all 100% of this thing. I'm okay with that. Oh, you're so right. Justice has to be personal. And it has to be talked about. I mean, similarly, we have, uh, I don't know, a gentleman's agreement that I mow the lawn. You know why? Because I love mowing the lawn. I've always liked it. And I need the break. I need the break. I parent a lot. So does Mm -hmm. my husband. But like when I've reached my limit, which is pretty much all the days, I need to do a thing that's not that. Yes. And I would so rather push my little mower around I sing. Sometimes I listen to music. I listen to podcasts. I think of good ideas for things that I promptly forget. Like whatever, man. (laughs) I'm living my best life. The sun is shining. I'm so happy. And I get a break from being with the kids. Because if it were reversed and he came home and it was like, I'll take care of the lawn and then was gone for like two hours to do that while I was with the kids and I was already at my breaking point, that would be no bueno for us, even though technically the tasks were both getting done. Yes. So what I'm hearing here, if I kind of pull it together a little bit, is that a general idea of 50-50, something that's just this amorphous, undefined, totally aspirational thing that's not going to happen on its own, is going to hurt us. Yeah. I think until you brought this up, it's not just that I didn't express what I wanted. It's that I didn't actually think about what that would be. And Mm -hmm. how unrealistic that was. Yes. So holding that, knowing that, yeah, I want to aim for more balance in my family, in running our home and in parenting our children. I do want to aim for we both see the things that need to happen and we take ownership of these things. And it's going to be a process. This is a setup, right? Mm -hmm. This is not something that's going to happen naturally. And It's not anyone's fault. Correct. It's not my husband's fault that our culture has Mm -hmm. developed this way. And similarly, it's not my fault. No. You know, you'll hear this sometimes like, well, if you don't like doing it, why'd you do it? (laughs) And that's not from my husband. That's not impersonation of my husband. That's not him. But but you know what I'm saying? That that was was just like generic man voice. But but you do hear that. Well, why are you so mad about it? If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Which is not an option. Right. Most of the time. It's not an option. And dude, it's not my fault. But if we could come together as a couple and be like, this is not our fault. It's also kind of a setup. Here's where we're at right now. Here's kind of where we want to be. And maybe even start with some curiosity, right? How did this go in your family? Ha. Ooh, yes. When you were growing up. Yes. Right? Because- because it's is, different, it's right? So different. If you if you grow up in a family where the mom did everything, mm-hmm. well, that's what was modeled for him, right? Or if you grew up with you know a single parent or you know a working parent, right. then there he saw more. And I right. think it's really important that we look at what was modeled for us because that becomes what we expect in our own marriages, right? And that's not always what we're wanting. Yeah. It either becomes what we expect or it becomes what we refuse. Yes. I saw my parents do this and I don't want to do that. Well, great. That's a great starting point. And how are we going to get there? Yeah. Now it comes back to like really super practical tactical. And then I think we want to get curious too, because this isn't a problem that's going to be solved tomorrow. What do I want my daughter? What do I want my sons to expect in their own home? What kind of thing are we working Mm -hmm. towards so this works better for them than it works for us? 
Yes. And maybe it works better for us than it did in our own homes. Or, you know, we're trying to move towards or away from something that we saw modeled. Exactly. And highlighting that Mm -hmm. and really showing that and knowing that it's going to take work. Mm -hmm. I got one more thing. Ooh, tell me. Okay. This is like a little hot topic. (gasps) Should I step inside the confessional for a minute? Should I step into the counseling room? Can I be are you on- gonna are you gonna drop a bomb? No, I mean not really, but I just is actually, this gonna this- be like one of those times when like one of your clients is sitting there and, and the session's over and then all of a sudden they drop a bomb and you're like, are you kidding? Yeah, they're like doorknob you. You're <laughs> yes. like have, have you your hand in the doorknob. I'm not, but okay. I this is a little vulnerable for me, so I just want to I okay. just want to say it. Okay, and this will probably kick off another discussion for another episode, but I'm just gonna leave it here. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. part of this is ooh, I'm so. Part of this whole thing is sometimes the answer is not a perfect split. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the answer is I need my partner to see what I do and to appreciate it and to express with the words that come out of his mouth, hey, thanks. Mm -hmm. Or to even be able to say like we start to have this conversation and I say like I'm so overwhelmed to be able to say this is really hard. And we'll get through it together, right? Like I'm looking for that from my partner. I'm looking for acknowledgement. I'm looking for recognition. I'm looking for a thank you. And this is the vulnerable part. Like I just really recently recognized that I struggle to do those things for my partner. (laughs) I am so happy you said that because that was going to be my challenge back. Do you do that for him? No, I don't. I'm the worst. I mean, the worst part is I think these things. I think these nice things. I will think about like how hard he's working on something at work. I will think about how involved he is as a parent. I will actually think, I'm so thankful for you. I don't know how I would do this if you weren't here. Do I say those words? No, I don't say those words. Do I write him a nice little note? I want a nice little note on my desk. I want a nice little note on my Mm -hmm. car steering wheel because I read some stories sometime about a couple that did that for each other for like 50 years and I feel like my relationship is lacking. Um, No, I don't write a little note on his steering wheel. Mm -hmm. There was one point in our marriage where we were just struggling through this issue and I was like crying and just feeling so frustrated. And I had looked up like how to be happier in your marriage as one will do. I turned to Google. And I remembered it said something about being grateful for your partner. And I couldn't handle it. I was like, no, I Mm -hmm. need him to be grateful for me. Mm -hmm. And it's taken years for me to come around to the idea that like, "Mm, he probably needs that too. And mm, like, maybe I'm going to get the kindness and the recognition and that's gratitude Yes. If I do that first, like I hate it. I hate it so much because I need it so much. I need it so much for him to see and to do that and to do it spontaneously. But damn, you know, if I really look at it and I'm honest with myself about it, I struggle to do this for him and not because I don't appreciate him. I do. Yeah. But I just struggle with it. And maybe, I don't know, just maybe the same is true for him. Maybe he's running a million miles an hour and maybe he does think, wow, I don't even know how my wife got this dinner on the table. Or wow, our kids go to a lot of activities and she sure seems to plan them all. Maybe he does think those things and just doesn't get to say them. I like that reframe. 
Because it is true. I think that oftentimes we get so caught in a pattern of seeing what we want to be different Mm -hmm. or what we don't have. And so maybe it's 50-50 there. It's 50% saying, okay, here's things that I would like to change, but here's 50% that I love and I'm really appreciate and I need to point out or say, am I focusing only on one side of it? All the things that I wish somebody did differently or my partner did differently. Right. And we need to balance that. Right. So maybe it's not, maybe 50-50 isn't the right goal. Oh, maybe 50-50 is the right goal, but it's not a realistic one. And if we're carrying it without really looking at where we're at and why, it just leads to this sense of resentment this sense of unhappiness, of dissatisfaction, and maybe even a sense of like, I can't express gratitude to you because I need you to see like how this is going. I need you Mm -hmm. to do it first. Yeah. And maybe this is something we can work through with a little bit less of an edge if we're willing to first see that like, yeah, it's not his fault. It's not mine, but it's not working. And maybe we need to partner together a little bit better to change it. Oh, I know. This one, I don't know, man. I love how you shifted a little bit. I didn't. I hate it. I'm not shifted. shifted. I I did it. No, I reject this. Everything about this. I hate this episode. I hate this conversation. And and I'm backing away from everything I said. And I hold 50-50 as my guide forever. I retract. I I will retract that statement. Right. Yeah, maybe this is one that we're going to wrestle with for a little while. I think it might be. And I think it's going to lead to a lot more conversation. You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life, and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.